Dark Society podcast covers a variety of important and contemporary issues, including dark art, as well as other kinds of art, literature, film, music, also culture, philosophy, dreams, paranormal experiences, magic, and a whole lot more than that. I'm Mike Carell, director of Chet's Art, I Like to Paint Monsters, and you are listening to the Dark Art Society podcast, hosted by renowned artist Chet Zar. Hello, Michael. Good afternoon, Chet. Long time no talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just recorded a podcast like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> uh, as, I, as we I was actually just listening to that podcast in my on iTunes right now, and I said, hello, Cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Anyway, so today we thought we would talk about the importance of what is known as a fan base or a collector base. Mm-hmm. But first off, I would like to say a word about the word fan. Everybody hates <laughs> a the word about the word here. <laughs> Everybody hates the word fan. I think when you have fans, you hate the word because it feels weird. I've heard other artists. It feels pretty cheap and tinny. Yeah, it just... I personally, it makes me feel kind of weird too, the word fan, but I was thinking about it and I am a fan of Bekshinsky and no means no and Devo and, you know, I, and I, and I have got no problem calling myself a fan or being referred mm-hmm. to as a fan. So I was thinking, you know, maybe the hang up is on the artist really uh-huh. of that word. So just for the sake of, well, I mean the word, the word fan is just a shortening of the word fanatic. Right. If you really want to take it down to its, you know, its word form, you know, comes yeah. from fanatic. So, I mean, you know, I get a little fanatical at times about shit. I like, I got <laughs> fanatical enough about you that I made a fucking movie about you. So that's true. I'm okay with being called a fan, even of yours, even if you are my best friend, I still consider you, I still consider myself a fan of your work. I wouldn't right. go around posting your, posting your stuff all day long on social media if I wasn't a fan, you know, cause yeah. I am a little fanatical about it. It's the truth. I mean, it took me what four and a half years to take all of your artwork as my screensaver off my computer and put it on something else. <laughs> well, yeah. So I mean, just for the sake of argument, we're going to use the word fan today and um, I'm, yep. not, I'm not going to feel weird about it. Just that's cool. just my little disclaimer thing. But <clears throat> I, you know, I was just thinking about, I, I was recently talking to an artist and this is a weird side note. This guy, uh, is a classical realist, like a really badass painter. I'll say his name. It was nothing weir- weird about it. His name's David Gluck. And he, do- he does tattooing now as well uh, to bring in more income. And he's a really amazing painter. Like these classical realist guys are kind of like, you know, the jazz musicians of art. You know, you really, you really got to know your stuff. So it's, you know, he does kind of traditional portraits of people with like a hunter with a dead duck he does lots of dead animals for some reason i'm always giving him shit about that but um it's like it's like a traditional style of painting Hmm. and uh he was talking we were discussing on a on a thread on a group i'm in with him an artist group about marketing and um how uh the, the market for classical realist painters <clears throat> is slow and a lot of the galleries are closing. And I was kind of saying, well, you know, I was, of course, giving my spiel about prints, selling prints and 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 this and that. And um, 
he was kind of saying, um, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, he was kind of saying, <laughs> he was kind of saying, oh, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm distracted because it looks like you're doing something else. So I'm kind of like feeling weird. No, I'm with you. I'm, okay. I, I, w- I am doing something else, but I'm listening to you. Okay. Um, I'm with you. Don't worry about it. Oh man, your voice got weird and you got all block. Oh, you're all blocky now. Now well, I can't stop doing what I was doing. Gee. Yeah, it's weird. Your voice got all weird too. I don't know if that's going to go on the recording. Hold that on, way. hold on. There you go. Now it's back <laughs> to normal. Sorry. <laughs> You're still blocky and there weird. There you go. Though. It'll fix itself in two seconds. Okay. Your voice sounds really screwed up. And you're... It's weird. <laughs> okay. How do I sound now? Do I sound normal now? Do no. I sound normal? Do I look normal? It's totally fucked no. up. No. Like, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Well, Send I guess... Me, just, just keep going. Okay. So, anyway. I was talking to David Gluck. And, and he said to me, which completely freaked me out, he said, you know, my work was more marketable. You know, he was kind of as far as prints and stuff like that. And I was just like, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone who paints kind of quote unquote normal traditional paintings tell me my work is more marketable than his, you know, because that's to me it's – but he, he made good points that there's uh, more competition in that area. There's more people doing it. Um and uh whatnot but he you know he was he's talking about making money through galleries you know like selling originals only and and i was Mm -hmm. going you know prints are the way to go and anyway uh the 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 main uh the conversation ended up with him saying yeah i've been neglecting my instagram i need to build my fan base up and Mm -hmm. i completely agree that's and, and it came down to that's basically the answer for selling you know, lower end items like prints rather than originals is a, is having this fan base to market to, mm-hmm. um, and and it and I just been thinking about it a lot lately that you know the Kickstarter uh, crowdfunding thing we did at last episode, any of these projects like that that it requires having a fan base, and without right. if, without a fan base you have nothing really mm-hmm. except your artwork. Mm-hmm which is cool, but it's like, you know, if you have enough people behind you, you can pretty much do anything. You don't even have to be rich to get things done now, which is, yep. you know, you had to be to make like a, a documentary in the past or, or a big art show. You'd have to have money behind you. And of course, you know, most artists don't have that kind of money behind them. So um, it's, it's almost your currency is your fan base now. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, you know, it's it's we've talked about the symbiotic relationship between the collector or fan and the artist and how it's a, you know, a great amazing thing to give back and forth and um I just think that that, you know, artists tend to see think about only the art is important and everything else is kind of not as important, but I think that the 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 people viewing the art, the fan, the collector is as important as the artwork. It's part of the same sure. equation. You know, you can't get anywhere without 
one or the other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too because there are. It, it's almost like there's a certain attitude where it's like if I do the art and the art's good enough that people will just come to me. Right. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is, I mean, now that may be true for a select few right. artists, but it is you know, and maybe again in the, in like the blue chip gallery scene, maybe that's a whole different thing, but we're not speaking to that level, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so if you're on the level that we're speaking, the, the art isn't going to dignify the size of your fan base, the effort that you put into being personable, being interested, being available, you know, and just daily footwork of being there and in, you know, engaging in the lives of the people who engage in your life and sharing on that level, you know, all of those things. It's if you don't look at it as work, then, you know, it's so much easier and so much more fun because you, you're just basically engaging with these people and they like your work, but also they have to kind of partly like you too. Cause there's a lot of artists out there that I've been gotten totally turned off to because I found out what they were like as people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a it's it's a brave new world, you know. And it, it, the the old model, I think, the pinnacle of success for an artist was you get picked up by a blue chip gallery, and then you don't worry about having a f- huge fan base. You just worry about a small group of super rich people buying your work, and that was mm. your model. And and. That's, That's a just, small pool. So if yeah. one, one, you know, you lose two collectors, you might be finding right. yourself on the street, you know? Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy to me that that whole, you know, trying to make a career that way is insane to me. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's for the 1% of the 1% of artists. And, um, you know, it also, I don't, you know, I've never been in that position, so it's easy for me to say this, but I don't like the idea of only being able to sell artwork to the ultra rich, you know, mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm. to be able to, I like to be able to sell these, you know, studies and prints to, to well, you're a common everybody. man making art for common people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, mean, I mean, that's and, the thing. I, yeah. I've all, I've all, we've said that as well with, about the dark art thing. It's kind of art for common, the common people in a way, you know, it's mm-hmm. because it's, um, it's, it's, it's blue collar art in a sense, at mm-hmm. least the way I see it, you know, because we're, it's, you know, down and dirty and nitty gritty kind of stuff. And, um, I don't know. I just think that, uh, I, like I said, I haven't been in the other end of it, but I feel like at this, at where I'm at now, I feel like I prefer it this way. I feel like going directly to your fan base that, you know, has maybe as much money or less than you do, or maybe a little more, but you're basically in that same bracket, roughly. Mm-hmm. That is so much more fulfilling to me than selling artwork to people I have nothing in common with because they have a billion dollars in the bank or whatever. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. Well, and then there's no way to know that they even appreciate the artwork because of, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, everyone appreciates artwork for different reasons, but it's pretty evident in the dark art realm that people that like your artwork like it for a very specific reason, you know. And if so, some billionaire liked your work, there'd be no assurance that they didn't like it because they're not like, <laughs> yes, I love evil. Can you, you, know, can, like, can, you can you imagine a billionaire or a multimillionaire? you know, totally 
being into this having bloom having bloom on the wall like yeah. wouldn't that just be like so awesome you go to you know this person who's like they're and they're just you know they're just so showing it right in your face right. they're like yeah i don't give a fuck blow that shit up <laughs> set out some nukes yeah <laughs> i mean i've got some like i wonder if you have any fans that are like collectors that are all about that you know just the fact that it's just down and dark and hardcore like zero or lobotomite or some of these paintings that are super you know yeah. or taboo or whatever you know people that like them not because it's like ah uh, you know bringing the darkness right, out of the yeah. light and shedding light over there like evil yeah. you know <laughs> i'm sure there are you know but hey sure ev- everybody good, needs- I, but good for them yeah. yeah i'm not making fun of them in the sense that like i wouldn't be down with that at all i just am curious because that's not why i'm into it mm. but that's you know again i'm totally down for whatever people want to be into and for whatever reason they want to be into right. it, as long as they're not harming other people <laughs> harming animals and shit yeah <laughs> I mean, I've got some collectors, a couple probably, uh, I don't know how many collectors that are, you know, probably billionaires maybe, but I would say they are kind of, I'm not going to name them, of course, but I would say they are more, they're not super, super rich and they're a little bit different than what you think your average rich person, they're artist type and creative people, you know, so but I, but you know, when you get into the five hundred thousand dollar, a million dollars for a painting world, that's like a whole other level. And I just, I can't, I can't relate to it. Maybe it'll happen someday, you know. Which, and I would, I would try it out. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say no <laughs> to someone paying me a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars for a painting or something. I mean, hopefully, the goal is that the artwork increases in value. For the collectors sure. and for the artists as well, but um, right. I don't know at this well, point. And, you know, and I'd like, and I'd like to. I'm sorry, go ahead. I interrupted you. Oh no, no. I just I feel like that. Uh, I'm right where I want to be right now. You know, it, mm-hmm. mar- mm-hmm. uh, marketing and selling and communicating on a creative level with people that are like me. You know, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. same you know roughly in the same place you know and and people that have less money than me i was right there a few years ago so it's like you know i'm not like yeah set or anything so well and and speaking of doing cool things for your fans since we're using that word you know you just did this recently did this sale where you did these these monochromatic kind of black and gray uh, studies mm-hmm. and you and you cut those at a ridiculously good deal first of all because it was 4th of July and you were doing a sale mm-hmm. but what i mentioned to you that i know you didn't even think about but that i think is an interesting thing to point out is that you know recently when we we did the the second dystopia kickstarter you offered for free so we could stretch goal those uh, monochromatic oil studies. Now, those are a little bit different than they're these the, ones. The sketches. I guess the, they're the quicker little yeah, sketches. sketches. I'm sorry, monochromatic oil sketches. But nevertheless, I guess the point that I'm making is, is that those were free to those people. And a lot of those people, you know, they may have only pledged $25, right? Because right. that was where they, the, they kicked in at. And so, you know, maybe they've never owned a Chet Czar piece before. Now you've got these pieces. Now you've got all these cool new pieces that are going out. And yeah, they're they're a little bit more developed than those ones. So yeah, they're priced at a higher value, but those were even on sale. So what you've done, even without realizing it or intending it, is to validate and quantify 
the the value of these items that you gave to these people for free that may not otherwise know what the value of that is because you've never even done those before. Right. You know, you never yeah. you've never done these before. So, you know, as you're moving through it, you're making conscious decisions just to try to do what's best as a business person, but also what's best for your fans. And inadvertently, there's these cool little connections and things that happen. And I I noticed that and pointed it out to you, I remember, and you were like, Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But it's true because you're you're dignifying the value of something that otherwise if it's free, well, right. sure, what's this thing worth? You know? right, and it doesn't yeah. mean that they're going to sell it or hawk it. It just means that it's cool. They can be like, fuck yeah, that thing I, you know, I kicked in that extra even five bucks yep. just so that they can make this stretch goal. And I got this cool thing and it's worth, you know, who knows how much. Right. So it, I just think it's a neat thing and it's inherent and intrinsic to that process of engaging with people in an open, loving, giving manner as opposed to a closed off, contracted, fearful manner, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that when you, uh, uh, maintain your career or whatever if you want to call it uh your art game if you treat the people well and you do right by people that are supporting you stuff like that happens i guess it's true if you kind of do the quote-unquote right thing in general is that all these little things that you never intended you know come up as a little added bonus mm -hmm. it's almost like there's a little easter eggs in there when you when you kind of take the high road and, and do go on the right path like the you know the sketch sale as well that was a completely mm. off the top of my head it just seemed like kind of a fun nice thing to do for for the fans and to make a little bit of money you know it was but it wasn't like a big cash grab or anything and mm -hmm. um it you know it was I'm, I, I really I can't stress enough how off the cuff it was, you know, because I've been thinking lately. <laughs> it's it's funny, really, because I've been thinking lately. Um, uh, I I need to manage my money better, so I'm going to plan sales around holidays and know that every month I'm going to have a certain amount of com money coming in, so that I'm not scrambling for money all the time, which is what I usually do. I, I just it's it's because I'm not an organized person, so I'm just trying to be smart mm -hmm. about my business and think, okay, well, you know, in July there's a there's a holiday, so I can kind of do a sale around there and blah blah blah, or and figure out throughout the year. So I've got you know. I just said that. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, but when I did it, it was, you know, the I, I don't know, the day before the weekend or that that week of of the Memorial Day, and it was totally off the top of my head. I was like fifty dollars sketches. Let's try it, and it and it just exploded, um, and you know, I made a good chunk of money from it as well, which I wasn't expecting. I was not expecting to to make that much money from it. I didn't think it would go that big. And also all, all these people are now able to own an original piece and, you know, mm -hmm. they're now have an original piece, which is a big deal for a lot of people, especially people, you know, I've got, yeah. I got a lot of people that can only afford like a $20 uh, open edition print. So to have an original right. is like, you know, you've stepped into another yeah, level got, of collecting that way. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, because you've got this wall where you've got all these prints and they're all these cool signed prints, but there's no original. Now you've got this original. It's like, oh, wow, cool. Now I can put that up there and be like, yeah, and here's my original along with all my right. prints, you know? Yeah. We, yeah it, it's a big deal. It's a centerpiece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, on a from an artist's point, it's great because, you, you know, you've maybe um, brought in another collector that will maybe start collecting original work. And, um, but from a, from a collect well, as a technician too, for you, it's cool because then you have to explore your ability to be, you know, 
uh, flexible. I mean, you you have to crank out all these different images, and they're all different. So it's right. like you're constantly just cracking through characters. So it's really good for you, even oh, though that's yeah, not yeah. your intended outcome. You know, right, right. And it, it's also um, a an easy. It's an invitation to the club of collectors in a in a way. You know what I mean? It's allowing bringing people into the fold that maybe were felt like they're mm-hmm. on the margins because they were never able to get an original piece. So that's but that was just all of like all of this stuff was just came naturally because I just had this kind of like quick moment. Oh, I'll have a little sale, (laughs) you know? And so, yeah. 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 So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a really cool thing. And with, you know, I, I just, I think that the, I guess what I should say is the fans are your most precious resource. Really. It's, it's, it's what it's all about. You know, aside from the money, it's why you're doing it because you want to share your work. And so, yep. you know, they should be valued, highly valued, more than the money. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, totally. They're more important totally. than the money. And um, as as a, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a the whole symbiotic benefit. It's like you you make money from that as well from them as well. But you're, you know, you're also sharing with them and getting the appreciation from people. It's it's not like selling fidget spinners <laughs> you know where you're just selling this product to people that are giving you money and you're giving them the stupid thing it's like you know you're giving them a piece of yourself and they're giving you money and creating a community around it so uh, funny you you should bring that up because i was joking the other day to joy and i said i said that here's here's the the gag tagline on on the mysterion game better than a fidget spinner <laughs> yeah perfect <laughs> but of course i would never do that <laughs> And I, you know, I don't hate but, fidget spinners the way people. Every, I, it's a joke to me. I'm just, joke, I make yeah. fun of it. It's, 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 it's just a silly thing to me. So I, I don't. Really, no, the, the really thing is, it's not much. any different than those rings that you know that they've made for a long time that have the one part and the two parts, so you can spin the ring. Right, it's no right. different than stress stress balls from the '80s. It's no different than any of those things. It's something that. People enjoy getting a kinesthetic, tactile experience out of which helps them channel and funnel whatever kind of nervous energy or right. otherwise that they're feeling. It's, so it's legit, and you're not <laughs> shit talking it. It's just funny yeah. because of the fact that it's so widely celebrated right. and it earns so much money. Right. I mean, here seriously in New Mexico, I'm not joking. Like last week, or no, just two days ago, I drove to town and there were at least four different <laughs> caravans, white caravans, set up on the side of the road with like pink construction paper on the windshield it says fidget spinners four for 20 and these people are just selling like fidget spinners at the backs of their caravans and stuff <laughs> so that tells you like how much overproduction is occurring right, in, yeah. with this particular item you know yeah. and i saw four of them in one town <laughs> i saw i saw one we should get off the fidget spinner subject because it's, it's okay not, but but i gotta say one it's last thing one last thing uh i went into 7-eleven and they had fidget spinners the week before up at the, you know, the impulse buys up at the front. Right. And then mm-hmm. the last time I went, they had the fidget spinners and then they had a new kind of fidget spinner and it was called a barrel, something barrel. And it's like made out of, you know, mahogany wood or something. It was basically this long tube and it's at silicone ends. Like it's some big thing. It's a tube that's like a stretched out long barrel. And it's got two little pads of silicone rubber on the end. 
That's it. Uh-huh. And it's like it's like stress reliever. It's a thing that it's just like a it's like a pencil with two erasers on it. That's a little fat in the uh-huh. middle. I just come it's just so crazy. Okay, let's not, no more fidget spinners, please. <laughs> Chet's Chet's gonna go off on a rant. Here never again, cool never again, down. never again. Let's get back to the fans. <laughs> what are your thoughts on All the right, fans? Well- well, you know, for me, I, I my fans developed out of your fans. And so it was kind of like I was endowed with some kind of fans that were like, well, if Chet Zar says he's all right, then he must be all right. You know, <laughs> and then it grew from there. So it's kind of like been a cross pollination thing because I nobody knew who I was. And I mean, still very few people know who I am, which is fine. And that's not what I'm after. But nevertheless, if you're going to do again, Kickstarters, you know, you want to be able to have that fan base. So it may not be my number one goal. And certainly because I don't market my product you know, I'm not I'm not sitting here making original work every day of the week. You know right. what I mean? That's not I don't operate on that level. Yeah, I might make a sculpture here or there, but the vast majority of the things I'm working on are long term time intensive projects that will amount to like a film or a book or right. whatever. You know what I mean? And so for me, it's a little bit different now. I, you know, working on these podcasts, working on this, working on emails from infinity and stuff like that. What I find is, is that I just take the time to basically interact with people because I, I do genuinely feel very, you know, a huge degree of gratitude to them because of the fact that if it weren't for their support, I wouldn't, there'd be no reason to even do what I'm doing. Like if no one was listening to emails from infinity, why would I want to spend all these hours during the week recording them and editing them and putting music to them and listening to my voice over and over and over? Like, you know, I wouldn't do that to myself, but there are, there's enough people there that obviously really like it because they're commenting and they're posting independently of me and talking about it and sending me messages messages and thanking me and, and, you know, and all of that. And so that to me, that's the money right there. Like, cause you know, emails from infinity, that's a good example. That's a free thing. I mean, no one's paying me to do that. I'm right. just doing it. You know, now is it free entirely? Of course not because it costs me money to do. And is, am I getting nothing for it? No, because the more I put my work out there, the more people see what I'm doing and the more excited people get about it. And then the more greater likelihood is the next time I produce a film and release it, there'll be more people that buy it. So again, there's a cumulative effect. It's just kind of a different, I think, vein of that, that, you know, or a a different vessel of that same, that same artery. And so, you know, I, I'm just incredibly grateful for the fact that people were willing to put up all this money and to trust your word, which is also indicative of the level of the people that you're involved with to get involved with me. And then of course, you know, as time goes on and you treat people right and you're available to them, like, you know, I can't tell you how many times in a day I get messages from people and I may not even at first know who the person is. I'll be like, whoa, that's a new name, personal message, huh? And I'll read it and, you know, I'll just take the time to do it. And if I can't, I'll tell them and say, look, I promise I'll get back to you sometime, but it may not be right now. And the thing is, I always do. Even sometimes, like, I just got back to this one guy who, uh, Davish Blankish, I think his name is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's a cool dude. And he asked me a question. I wanted to answer it, but it took me like three and a half weeks. Seriously did, but I didn't forget. And I got back (laughs) to him, you know, and that's the kind of thing where I didn't do that because I'm trying to score cookie points. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to earn off of that. I did it because that's what I would expect someone else to do for me, you know? Right. And so there's a very genuine, beneficial, 
giving and taking and a push and a pull and an opening and closing that goes on with all of that. And so I'm just, you know, I'm humbled basically by the whole thing. And I just try as best as I can to be responsible in the way in which I utilize these platforms so that it is as reciprocally altruistic as possible for both parties. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that, uh, <clears throat> you know, pa- the, the other the, the other cool thing about the uh, having a fan base is that personally as an artist it pushes me to do my best work because I feel like a responsibility to them you know mm-hmm. because I actually care you know I'm not just you know take the money and run I'm I'm, I'm in for the long haul and you know there's kind of two two things that could happen if you get a fan base one you could turn into a complete asshole and two you could become humbled like you said you know it's you, right. you can take it either way and you know part of i think because i <clears throat> i knew what i was capable of artistically for so many years and didn't have a fan base and felt kind of unappreciated in the film industry that i'm able to fully appreciate what it is to have a fan base now and so I will mm-hmm. never, I will never take that for granted, and, um, and and so, like I said, it's it's I feel a responsibility to keep doing better work. I don't feel good about putting subpar work out there or you know doing something half-ass for them. You know, I feel like I owe. He that really to them. doesn't. He really doesn't. To the point, folks, that like he, you know, he has this level of of you know, and I'm not even calling it perfection. Like you just have this bar, and it's a weird bar because it's yours, and so <laughs> I don't even know where it exists half the time. You know, and like I'll pitch something to him that I like. I'm not even sure if it looks right. You know, like well, I'm working on something, and I'll send you an image, and I'll be like, I'm not sure, and you'd be like, Oh, it looks great, and I'm like sweet and it's like it's like a score because he has really he really has an eye for shit and if he says it's great and i'm not sure about it then it's great because he said so that's the funny thing but like if it's not great he totally will tell me and i'll send him shit that i think looks great and he'll be like well <laughs> well it's like, like it looks good and he'll be like it looks good but and there's well, the big but dot 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 and the thing is is that i totally honor you for it and i appreciate it that's the thing is that you you have this like like i said it's a weird bar because it's a moving target there's nothing i could say like oh well chet always likes things to be done this way or always that way it's not always one way or the other it's like you can look at something and really orient pretty quickly with what's right and wrong about it and i don't i don't possess that talent so that's what i mean is like it's funny because that's your litmus test for yourself and nothing passes that line you know i mean i'll you'll fuck around you'll even stop shit you need to do to earn money to fuck around with what i'm working on just to make sure it's right (laughs) because that's where that bar exists for you you know it's just true for you well uh, well, I, I guess what I would say to that would be that I just, I guess it's an artistic instinct thing. I mean, I know that I've gotten this far by my my own taste in things, you know, so I'm just assuming it's worked, you know, it's so far it's worked this well. So, you know, I'm going to keep going using that artistic intuition basically and if people like my work and i like it and i like you know something i'm putting out that there's a pretty good chance they will like it too you know so you know that's just the the bottom line of that though is i just i don't want to i don't want to take them for granted basically i want to make sure the product is always good i don't want this to turn into a big ass kiss fest and talk about how great i am (laughs) 
that's really wasn't my intention. <laughs> I know, but, I know, I know how much you hate that shit. I, I, but it's true though. And it, but let me let me just shift gears a little session. bit because I, I think that it's a humble brag session. Yes, I get it. Well, and and the whole I mean the alternate title to this episode could be "Don't Be a Douche" because <laughs> that's like you know half of what we're talking about here. None of this is complex. This is like really common sense stuff. Yeah, it's like it basically treat people right, treat them how you would want to be treated. Don't be a douche. So it could be boiled down to something that simple. But I just an interesting example is like dystopia, for instance. And this is this isn't humble bragging. This will make will take the spotlight off you. But it's like neither you and I are comfortable scrapping anything together, which is why the book's not done yet. Right. The reason the book's not done yet is because we are not going to rush it. We're going to take our time with it. We're going to let it speak to us. We're going to listen. We're going to digest that. We're going to work on it. We're going to step back. We're going to observe it. We're going to, you know, yeah. and that that process is part of honoring this God that is art to us all. And that's part of it. It's, it's part and parcel. So, you know, we're not going to release something that's substandard, even if it would sate the need needs of people who are impatient, right? We just, right. we're not going to do it yeah. because that is not serving the art that is serving a short term win. And again, to harken back to Mr. Ulrich's amazing quote, we're not in it to win and lose. We're in it to play. Right. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, I'd rather suffer the consequences of being late than suffer the consequences of having a book that, you know, everybody, Doesn't. yeah, everybody knows is missing something, you know, I, I just, yeah. I just I can't I can't do it. So I mean, I'm as hell, dude, because I like ah God, you know I know all the text is basically done, and I'm like so excited about it. I know it so well, you know, like I could probably rattle shit straight off. So I'm all excited for other people to get to explore it because I get to know all. I've spent like now a year and a half with all this like you know, secret information, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, ooh, it doesn't make me feel good. Like, Ooh, I'm special. I have secret information. It's like, makes me want to like get anxious a trumpet. just like <laughs> to the world, you know, I know. What I mean? cause I want to know about it. It's so I, I can't. Yeah. I can't wait for it to be done. Cause I'm just, I feel the same way. I'm so excited about it. Cause it's just, it's the thing I, I would always, I want to see, you know, it's the one it's, it's, it's I'm making you know and it's like that with all the artwork too I make stuff that I want I'm excited about because that's the you know the only way to really have a pure kind of creation I think is to satisfy that inner artist in yourself first and foremost and then hopefully people will also feel the same same way and, I, and I'm yeah I'm way excited about it but um you know, I, I, anyway, I, I really just want to make the point. I think this deserves a, a, a full episode to artists that, um, and I've said this in other episodes too. But treat your fans like gold. You know, treat your fans like gold. It's it is the it is the it's the foundation. We said this in the last podcast. I know because we did the last podcast twenty minutes ago. But it is the <laughs> the foundation for everything you want to do. You know, if yep. you have a strong foundation, they will support you and you'll be able to do things that you could not do without them, you know? Well, it's true. And, and I'll give you a real a real life example without giving away too much information. I've helped people out with a variety of Kickstarters. It's actually something that, you know, I, it, you know, and actually FYI for all you out there, if you have any questions about Kickstarter, you're welcome to hit me up. Um, and, and I actually can help for free all the way up to, you know, high dollar amounts, depending upon what you want. Um, <laughs> but the point that I'm making is, is that I've helped with a lot of different Kickstarters and I've seen Kickstarters do incredibly well because of fan bases. And I've also seen Kickstarters flop on their and fall on their faces because of the lack right. of 
a fan base. And I've been involved in both of those, even though they've never been mine. I've just been, you know, peripherally involved helping and assisting in consultation. But the point that I'm making is I've watched it happen firsthand. So it does happen. It absolutely happens. And as Chet said, it happens 85% of the time, <laughs> you know, yeah, we said so that in the last it, podcast, the yeah, 85% percent of Kickstarters exactly. fail because of the lack right, of fan base. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, make sure that you're treating those people well and make sure that you and and deeper than that, you know, you can't I guess the most important thing I would say is you can't fake it. So if you don't really feel it, find a way to feel it or or don't do it. Yeah, (laughs) do something else. Yeah, if if you've got nothing but disdain for people, then you're probably in the wrong business (laughs) because, you know, aside from the financial thing and the and the the idea of being able to realize your goals with the support of a lot of people, there is like a daily uh, kind of nourishment that comes from people appreciating your artwork, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure if you're a struggling artist and you don't have the fan base yet, you can imagine how great that must feel. And it really does. It's amazing. It, 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 it's like, I don't, you know, I, I, I gave up my social life to do, I didn't have much of one in the first place but i did give up what little i had to be a full-time artist and so you know the 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 fan base through social media is really my social life now you know and and so you know you're able to and uh you know you you do make friends with these people and you're able to uh see what they're going through and be there for them and 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 hear when they love something and and it's just it's just a, it's a beautiful thing, really. When you've got super rewarding, yeah, super it's rewarding. so rewarding to have that, and and it, and it, you know, it's just it's just all good because it really, like I said, it pushes me to be better and better all the time, and because I know people are counting on they're counting on me to do something to inspire them. So it's you know and totally, you know, it that works for me. That kind of pressure. You know, yeah. Well, and that was how I did. I like to paint monsters too. Was that constant sensation of like, I'm making this for all these people that gave me the money. These are all these people. None of those people could make this movie on their own. They all had to band together to give me the money to make the movie. So they're all just trusting that I'm going to make a good movie. Right. You know? Yeah. So you better. So it's like you better, better deliver. do a good fucking job. <laughs> yeah. Because these people are hardcore fans. These people have been fans for 15 years. Some of them, you know. So yeah, you don't want to fuck around. You got to be serious about that. Yeah. It's a serious job, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And people are counting on you. It's like, you know, it's like having a family in a way. Yep. People are counting on you. Um, well, and Chet, Chet was often the one reminding me about that throughout all the process of production for that film. It was like, people are relying on you. You know how many people <laughs> expect this to be a good movie? He would always yeah. lever on me when he got a chance. And what was the thing that we that we always said throughout the whole thing? This movie is for the fans first. For the fans. It's for first, the fans. Yeah. So it was yeah. always geared... You know, I'd, I'd rather have a movie that, you know, didn't make any money that is mm-hmm. totally for the fans that the fans love than to make some huge hit that was... You know, watered down enough to to hit everybody. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, I, I, right. I, you know, I I would never, I'll never abandon the fans. If you know, whatever projects I do, it's always the fans will always be at the at the top of the list for why I'm doing well, what I'm I, doing. 
Yeah, and I, and I know I mentioned this in another podcast at some point in time, but um, you know the truth of the matter is is that's why I worked so hard on all the bonus features on that DVD, and why we worked so hard to yeah they get, didn't even they were gonna create they, they, they were didn't, gonna do anything yeah they, yeah they weren't gonna do bonus features. Yeah, so like we took creative control over it all the way down to like even I mean literally the the thumbnail chapters throughout the film those images and names were chosen by us. Right. You know, <laughs> the formatting on the screen for every you know bonus feature went through us. We named all of the additional right. things so that they would be special and different because you they know? didn't really the dist- distributor the ones who gave us the money who would normally take care of that they didn't really care. So no. they let they us like, do whatever. <laughs> but they would have, like you said, they would have just done stock. They would have yeah. tossed it to a technician. And it would have been like, you know, how many times have you gotten a, a movie and watched it? Right. And you go to the – and you're just like the, the menu screen. And you're like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. It just looks so hokey, you know? So we went like way out of our way to make sure that not only were there great things to watch, that there was interesting additional information, that there was more or less as much material in bonus features as in the film itself since the film was only an hour. 20 minutes but also the way that it opens up and the way that the the color type and the font right. and everything i mean we did we were like we're going to have full creative control over this because we are making this to be an art piece it's like right. we want people to bring their friends over and pop it in and be like hey let's check out the the gallery on here and flip through the images and be like wow that's cool you know right. but the fun thing is in the meantime we were able to rally first run features to get excited about it too because they put together an amazing package right, really yeah, yeah. when you think about you know, documentaries nowadays, like I haven't seen another documentary on DVD that's got, that's that, you know, that well produced really. And I'm right. not just patting my own back. I'm patting their back because they went yeah, overboard yeah. to make sure because they were like, ooh, these guys, they're serious about this. He even told me, he was like, you know, you're not going to make any more money off of, <laughs> off of it just because there's bonus features. And I'm like, yo, bro, it's not about that. <laughs> it's about the fans, man. Yeah, it was, that was cool. That kind of, that level of freedom, but that's often the trade off between, you know, making money and, artistic freedom you yep. know i know that's um i mean from what i've heard is that that's what tool did in the beginning they took the uh the lower record deal in order to have complete creative control and you know mm-hmm. look at look at them now it's that's uh, it, it serves you in the long run you know definitely to take the the uh the the integrity road and to make sure that your fans are taken care of you know now i'm getting to a, a weird point in my career to where I can't answer all the messages all the time. So I don't know really how to handle that because I've got like I have, you know, in Facebook, there's an other folder. Do you know there's an other folder? Yeah. Yeah, People I've got like a shitload of those that are unanswered and I can't even look at them because I, I can't start answering all those every once in a while. I'll get a bug up my ass and, and, and like, look and then see if I could see just from the first little bit of text if it's something I could quickly answer and try and answer right, but right. but there is a point where <clears throat> you know if you get if you keep getting bigger and bigger that you're not going to be able to accommodate everybody and in, in that personal way like with uh, you brought up the the uh, Bobby Jones had that little doodle I did because yeah, I yeah, used to give yeah. little handwritten notes on my orders I can't do that anymore so um, I mean I guess the best I can do is just to keep offering my best 
artistically to everybody. Well, but also I would interject that by doing this podcast, you're offering something personal to people. And this isn't, this is costing you money to do. It's costing you time to do. We're not getting paid to do this, you know, or for instance, when we do a Kickstarter and you do a personal video of yourself during a campaign, you know what I mean? Once a week, that again is like, that's that personal touch. And the reason you're doing that is because, yeah, okay, you can't answer every message and yeah, okay, you can't throw a little freebie and everything, but you can still give away your person and your energy for free, you right. know, and that's yeah. why you do the FaceTime thing when it comes to updates. And that's why we sit here and talk and do this every week. I mean, shit, both you and I could be taking this time and energy and devoting it into either a making money or B doing art, which is the only two other things that we're really doing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but we're not. And the reason that we're not is because we see something that's valuable here in this dynamic that you and I have, and we see it, it greater in, in the world around us. And we want to be able to try to work with that and work through that, you know? Yeah. And so again, I, I guess the whole point is, is that you do do things still. It's just a transmutation. So yeah, for all those people out yeah. there that reach that bar, just don't forget, be flexible as we've said before, because there are other ways to still reach out and have that personal connection. Even if you have to rescind some of it as a result of just the structural basic daily life you have to leave. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I still do try and comment on, but, comments answer people's questions but you know you're right though you you do you do the best you can you know and hopefully people know that you're doing your best and and won't feel slighted um but i think the people that are around for the long haul kind of know you and trust you and um are willing to watch you grow and 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 you know take less personal time in order to, for this bigger thing to happen, you know? Yep. Yep. So totally. Uh, I mean the whole, dark, well, the whole dark, I'm sorry. The, the whole dark cool. art idea was because we were paying attention to the fans that we saw these yeah. fans that were just, you know, realize there's all these people into this and they're already all calling it dark art. Right. So it's like, who are we to judge? Who are we to say shit about that? They're the ones calling it that. They call it that. All yeah, the time. right, so, right, right. It came. They're the ones that are paying for it. They're the ones that go out to the galleries to look at it. Who the fuck are we to say shit about that? And you know, I mean, they have every right to pick a name and right. unite over yeah, that. Yeah, it should so be. All that's did was to say, all right, cool. We're yeah, yeah. That. That's that's the uh, that's where our name should come from. Really, is is from the people who are appreciating yep. it. You know. Yep. So in a, in a sense, it's honoring them as well by uh, accepting that. You know yep. what I mean? Totally, but. totally. Well, and I just wrote a little article about uh, about all of that for Tattoo Master Magazine. So that'll oh, hopefully cool. be here, I think, in a month. And I, I actually talked about Christopher Ulrich, talked about the Dark Art Society podcast, talked about Stan. So nice. yeah. It was the article that you looked over and then Chet gave me his notes and I rewrote it because Chet's an awesome editor. So oh. contextual, contextual editor, anyhow. Thank you. He couldn't line edit it for me if he wanted to, but no. he, he definitely has has a, a huge. It was it's funny because I always hate to send stuff to him because I know that it's going to come back and I'm going to have a lot of work to do. Because <laughs> you want the dead rigor, you know, you really want to just write the thing and have it be perfect. As a writer, that's how I am, and I always send it off, and I'm like, oh, because I know it's going to come back and I'm going to have a bunch of work to do, and I did, but. So it's such a better article now. So. <laughs> it's worth the extra effort. It is. It you always know? is. That's the thing. You know, again, I may not have 
I, I like to do things right, but I don't have that eye like you do. You know, I have good taste. I'll give myself right. that, but I don't have that eye. Like I, you know, I can't tell the way things come across. It's almost right. like that weird kind of Ashburgery part of me where yeah, I like you, you've always said that social cues and stuff. You've you know? always said that about yourself. I remember when we first, you know, early on, you, you said that about yourself. Like you're, you can be unaware of how things come across. Whereas me, I'm like too far the other way, and I'm way too. <laughs> you know, ca- cautious about how I'm coming across. So that might, yeah. you know, maybe work to my advantage in that way. So. Well, uh, how are you feeling? Do you got more to say about this or what? Well, I guess, you know, we did these two, we're these, these last two episodes, this one and the, the uh, crowdfunding one, we're kind of keeping them short cause we had to, uh, we were doing two in one day and, and uh, screw all you fans. We got to go make some money. <laughs> no, I just, I guess in closing, it's just, <clears throat> I, you know, I say it all the time and I just, I just think it's that important. You know, I don't know if people are going to be into this episode or not, but uh, you know, uh, without your fans, you have nothing as an artist, really. I mean, I, I mean that you've got uh that's what it's all about. Uh, you've, got, you've got a sister that comes in your room and says, yeah, that's pretty cool looking. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you got. <laughs> or some uncle. It's like, you're amazing. Yeah, right. It's, you know, uh, and they, you know, and, and, and you can always, you know, it's, I guess it's always nice to be able to um, have that feedback as well. It's not just a, oh, it makes me feel good about myself. It's like, you know, you get the feedback from them. And that's really important to grow for growth, you know, and, and when you get to know these people, you can, you trust their judgment as well. And you know yep. what, which paintings they like more than others. And, and, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're all in line with your uh, <clears throat> tastes about things and. I don't know. Well, no. also you have to be open. I mean, it, there's there's a lot of this that you and I come back to a lot of the time is us using this ego thing and the self-importance thing. But it's like if you're not open to the feedback of the people that are actually the ones purchasing your work, if you're so closed off to that, then again, just quit or change the way you are. Because the thing is, is that they're the ones that are buying it from you. So you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't cater to what it is. I mean, that doesn't mean tell you, oh, change your whole entire style for these people. But if they are consistently purchasing your work and they like it and you trust them, then you need to be able to be open enough to them to be able to receive their feedback, you know? I mean, that's what I'm talking about with you, you know? I'm open with you so I can receive your feedback. What a huge disservice I'd be doing myself if I jailed myself off from it. Right. You know, but again, that requires being able to accept that you're not perfect, that, you know, you have to work hard at things, that your first try may not cut it, that you have shortcomings and, you know, all of those things. And, and it's hard to acknowledge and deal with those things in ourselves. And so, you know, but the more you can, the better off you'll be. And all of that is tied up in this humility and this, you know, gratitude and the fans and all of that, this mm-hmm. whole entire dance. Yep. You know, you can't separate the wheat from the chaff, really, in this case. Agreed. And on that uh, note, let's wrap it up. I don't know if anybody's going to like this episode. boogers out of his eyes. <laughs> no, I got an itch. He's looking kind of, he's looking kind of <laughs> sad about this episode. <laughs> he's kind of hangdog over I, there. You know. I think they're going to like it. I think people will be down because it's straight from the heart, you know. And that's the thing is like, I know it feels weird saying all this stuff, and I know you get all you know ugh, about all that, and it makes you feel all queevy and douchey and all that. But the thing is, is that when you're speaking from the heart and you 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 know you vibrate on that level and people feel that they'll 
it's just obvious. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Well, and this you one, are. This one, this one was for you, fans. All the fans. Well, they're all for you, but this one was about you too. So I hope you enjoyed it. Good night, sweetheart. It's time to go. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Come on, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I better stop this recording before he sings again. We'll catch you guys next time. (laughs) Thanks. Bye.